From the streets of Naboo to the dunes of Tatooine, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker Adventures. I am one of your hosts, Jonah Marie Macias, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Goins. How's it going, Aaron? Pretty good. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about Freemaker Adventures, especially this last episode. So, But before that, I think we're going to touch on the set that we both bought, right? Yes, we are finally going to be reviewing the Star Scavenger set. I think we've both completed it, right? You've yes, built it? we did. I was so excited. I was just like, yay, I beat Aaron. <laughs> you did. You, you did beat me pretty good. Um, I, I don't think I finished it until a few days after you finished it. Um, but... Yeah, so we have that set to talk about, and it's the you know it's what we named our show after. So it's only fitting that this is the first, I guess, kind of the first full review that we're doing of a set. Well, it was it was actually the first set that I've built in a while. It's been a little while since I built one. Um, I think the last thing was Ezra's speeder, and even then, that wasn't like a big thing. Um, this was an actual starship. So for me, it was fun putting it all together. And I like the fact that it has different uses to it. You can detach the two parts of the ship and it becomes, you have the main star, the front of the ship, which is the main part. And then there's the back where you can fold the wings up and down and it reveals a third piece, which is the scoop uh, vehicle. I forget what they call it, but they that scoops up all the 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 salvaging and and whatnot, the, all the scraps that they're looking after, looking for during battles and such. Yeah, and it even came with like these cool little crystals. It did. That, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So like they're like, it, although they're never really searching, I guess, for that type of stuff. They're always yeah, searching true. for like yeah. uh, salvage. So I thought it was interesting that there were these crystals, almost like they were mining for for uh, rare gems. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, the, I like like kind of how you were saying as the the pieces detach and things like that. Like I really like how they do that with the Lego sets. It's more more to use a a phrase that has nothing to do with Lego, but more than meets the eye. <laughs> but you know, you have a set and you look at a image of it and you're like, "Okay, that, you know, it's a star scavenger." But then when you actually build it and you see, you know, all the moving parts and pieces and it's pretty ingenious how they kind of fit it all together. Yeah, yeah. And I I saw one comment about a person saying that they didn't like that it was just a, a very dull color. Like the ghost has all these yellows and different types of grays. And I think there was also some orange tossed in there. But this one is pretty much just gray and maybe some blues here and there. But for me personally, I, I think that the colors are okay. I think it's just what you can do with the ship that's more interesting than what how it aesthetically looks like. Right, and they're, I mean, it's following the, the way the ship looks in the show as well, so it's not like the Lego is going to throw color into it to make <laughs> yeah. it pop. You know, they're trying to represent what's on screen. Exactly. Um, but I, I like the color scheme. It is a little dull, I'll give it that, but a lot of Star Wars, you know, if you're building the, the AT-AT or the AT-ST or the old X-Wing, I mean, they're all pretty dull looking. It's kind of a Star Wars a- aesthetic, yeah. especially in this time period. Yeah, I think there's one thing that I wish it had. Um, I was watching the episode earlier just to make sure that I had everything in my head about what this episode is about. And I there was this one part where they were coming down the ramp. I was like, oh, I wish they had included a ramp that you could just pull down and then, you know, go into the ship. But I guess they couldn't really fit that in there. 
Yeah, the scale of the ship is definitely small compared to the minifig. So, like a lot of so if you buy like the X-wing or even like a Tie Fighter, they typically design it in a way that the minifig will fit inside the cockpit. Mm. And even the Millennium Falcon, I mean, that's a huge set that you can buy. Um, but you can open up compartments and the characters can fit inside it. This is definitely to a scale where the figures aren't necessarily meant to fit inside of it. Right, yeah. You can only fit like two characters, like Cordy and Xander, in that cockpit. And so it's not really... And you can't even um, see like the pieces that are supposed to look like the the windows, you know? Mm-hmm. They're not, it's not like you can even see through them. So when you put the characters inside of it and you close the top down, they're completely hidden. Yeah. Yeah. They can't see. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's definitely a smaller scale. I was a little surprised when I finished it that it was so small compared to the figures uh, because you're used to seeing it in the show where it's a much larger ship and they're kind of walking through the corridors. Definitely not the case with this. Gotcha. And I guess for the price point, it had to be that size, right? Otherwise, it would have been more expensive. And what probably happened is, you know, with with a set like this, when they're basing it on a show that it's a brand new show, they're not sure how it's going to catch on. Um, They don't want to start out with like a hundred dollar set. Yeah. You know, where people are going to have to spend a hundred dollars to build this. It it probably would have hurt the sales. Um, This is, I think this was like, what, is it a 50 or $60 set? I think it was a $50 set. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's about the price range where it's still affordable. It comes with the entire crew, which I thought was great. Um, A lot of times, like I know with the Ghost, you got like some of the crew, but they left out certain characters. That's true. Yeah. Um, So you had to buy other sets to get the whole crew. So I did like the fact that it came with the entire Freemaker family, including Roger. So it's got four great minifigs. Um, What did you think about the minifigs as far as how they looked? They're totally accurate. I mean, (laughs) even I was playing around with them and like quoting certain things from the show. And um, I was actually sad in one of the descriptions. I think it was an official description that it said three minute, three minifigs plus droid. I'm like, he's, he's, he's part of the family. It's like saying that they're the freemakers and Roger isn't. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like if you're, like from an outsider's view, yeah. if you're just looking at the minifigs, you're like, oh, it came, it comes with a battle droid. You don't know, you know, the character or that he's such an important part. Um, but yeah, I thought that's one of the good things about having a set that's based on a Lego show mm-hmm. is that the minifigs are going to be 100% accurate to the show uh, because that's how they look in the show as well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I like the little accessories too. Like uh, I know... Uh, I think it was Rowan that came with like the helmet and the goggles so that when he was inside the little scoop machine, he could be wearing the appropriate attire for that. (laughs) Yeah, they all come with some sort of accessory. He's got the goggles, um, the hat and the goggles, which it came with. It came with like a backup pair, too, right? Yeah, yeah, it did. It had an additional pair as well. And then um, you have Xander's got I think he's got a wrench. He does, his wrench. And Cordy's <laughs> got, like, some kind of saw thing. Yes, to and, uh, to threaten the boys when they don't do their work. <laughs> right. And then Roger comes with a coffee cu- or a calf cup. A calf yes. cup, that's right. <laughs> Which I thought was perfect that he came it with that is. big yeah. red calf cup. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really liked putting it together. And, 
I have it displayed on top of my bookcase and the characters right beside them. And I also took like a photo shoot of it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I also like that you can shoot um, some of the I forget what they're called, but you can attach these like laser type like, beams. Yeah, they're almost like missiles. Yeah, missiles along the sides, and you can shoot them. I actually shot one at my brother. <laughs> They've gotten a lot better with these things in Star Wars sets now. They Those things can actually fly pretty good. Oh, yeah, they did. They went far distance. <laughs> so, and Roger does not come with his, like, little Freemaker backpack thing. No, it, it 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 he does have a piece, but it doesn't have, like, a sticker on it or, like, with a wrench on it. Like a piece that sits on his back. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was one of the beige pieces that you could attach to his back. Really? You're missing a piece. <laughs> yeah, I added it to his back. Uh, yeah. It was part of it was part of his. Um, I believe you know when they showed the page where you can construct him. Oh, that was yeah. something that they had there. I'm looking at the website now, and I have it zoomed in. And you're right; there is a piece right there on the back, and I don't think I added that piece. So uh-huh. I have to, uh, I have to do that. Yeah. Okay. And he came with additional arms too. I found that funny. Yeah. <laughs> he came with backup arms. Um, how do you do with the stickers? Oh, the stickers. Uh, there was only the three because I think they mm-hmm. like go on like fin. There was the the top part that I would go on a fin type structure, and yeah, those were those were great. And then they haven't peeled off or anything due to the heat because it's extremely hot in my apartment. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like I always get nervous with the stickers because I'm like, oh, it's, you get like one attempt at this, you know. Oh, it's true. And if you don't, yeah, that's if right. you don't get it quite straight, it's gonna bother you for the rest of your life. No, I've always been really good at that. I've always been like being able to eye it and make sure that it's straight that way. Yeah, I'm pretty good at lining them up. I think I made a mistake when I built my walker. Oh. Um, I put a sticker on the wrong way. It was like a little yellow arrow that was pointing in a certain direction, and I had turned it around. And like nobody would ever notice you. Nobody would walk by. But and you like, would. Oh. Know. But I know. Every time I look <laughs> at the thing, I'm like, ah, screwed that up. <laughs> it almost makes me want to like buy, like that piece again. Like find it on eBay or something and get the sticker separately so I can fix it. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <clears throat> so the, yeah, so this set, um, it like we were saying before, it's uh, forty nine ninety nine. So it's a fifty dollars set. Comes with the entire crew. It was a really fun build. Um, the only thing I, I was a little disappointed, I really like how the back section of it, how they designed it, where it kind of, you know, it, you take each side of it and then you, you kind of, it, I don't even know how to, it's almost like on hinges Yeah. and you yeah, kind yeah. of put it up and then they have those connector pieces that you snap it together. That's right. Yeah. And it hides the little, you know, uh, bulldozer thing kind of inside the compartment. Inside of it. Yeah. But, yeah. And you can, you could flip the, the boulders, the, uh, those scooping part down as well right mm-hmm. um i like how all that works but the only thing i don't like about it is it's very hollow looking that's right on the back. yeah it, once you disassemble it yeah it seems very hollow and it's not like the the star scavenger definitely you know is an enclosed the back of it's very enclosed there's actually like you were saying a little ramp that goes down that you're used to seeing in the show and all of that seems like it's kind of missing Mm-hmm. So as I was building it, that was the one, you know, I really do like the set, but there was, that was a little disappointing that that back piece just didn't feel more complete. Right. So. Yeah. But yeah, overall, it's a, a really cool set. And I think just for the minifigs alone, 
is definitely worth getting. It's true because minifigs go for a lot, and I didn't realize how expensive they were. So you're essentially paying for the minifigs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't know, like, this is a, only one of two uh, sets for Freemaker Adventures. You know, we have Nari Starfighter, which is the other one. Um, but yeah, so right now we don't know if we're going to be getting any more sets. So this might be the only set that you can get these these minifigs in. So true. Yeah. And I definitely want to get the Nari ship next. Yeah. Just to complete the two. <laughs> yeah, I might as well, right? They have two sets. And that's actually the cheaper of the two sets. So Yeah, I think it's like $30. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. an easy uh, an easy one to complete that that collection <laughs> so true <laughs> but maybe if we get a season two of, St- of freemaker adventures maybe we'll see some more of these ships i thought um the the one ship that that they showed that that was xander's ship that nare ended up like destroying the blaze maker <laughs> i was like oh that's what they need to do they need to do a blaze maker set right yeah cool. <laughs> i thought i thought your idea of them having a grabala set would be cool of his big ship, yeah. Oh man, that would be really cool. That would be an expensive, expensive set for sure. But how cool would that be to get a Grabala minifig? Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> with um, with Yepo, yeah. <laughs> that's what we need. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. That's that's my next uh, wish. Yeah. For a, a set right there, even if it's not the full ship, maybe they do some other thing that they come with but but the uh the Gerbala and Yepo minifigs that's that's on my wish list yeah <laughs> and and I know last episode you had talked about the punishing one which is Dengar's starship and I think we had mentioned it'd be cool to have that as a set and actually the writer the producers of the show had tweeted out this link uh, it's ideas.lego.com. So if you go to this website and search for Dengar's Starship, one of the things that will pop up is this project uh, called Punishing One. So when you click on that, it'll show you all these concept art images of how of of the Punishing One. And it, it looks exactly what you saw in the show. And it comes with the ba- uh, Bash and Ram as well as Dengar and I think a droid as well minifigs and it, right now it's in the planning stages so someone i think i forget the user the user's name but this person put it together and now it's in the process of if you go vote for it and it gets enough votes it could possibly appear on the shelves one day so definitely check that out it's, so the website is ideas.lego.com and the set itself is supposed to approximately have a thousand and three hundred and sixty bricks um pieces. So that oh, wow. seems like a very big That's like twice the size of the yeah. scav- of the Star Scavenger. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited for it. And I when I saw that I was like, Oh my god, I gotta vote. <laughs> yeah. That would be a really cool set. Lego Ideas is a really cool program that they do. Um, that's actually how the TARDIS, the star, the uh, Doctor Who TARDIS got made. Oh, really? That I had started, no idea. Yeah, that started as a Lego Ideas uh, project and got enough votes and ended up making it. And um, yeah, so so yeah, that's that's a really cool uh, way to get a set made, and that's that's one I would definitely like to see. So hopefully, it gets enough votes and they can do it. I know. I think the the way it works is there's a certain number of votes that it has to reach. Uh, and then once, yeah, it doesn't say how many in total. Yeah, I forget what the number is, 
But once it reaches that number of votes, then I think it goes through kind of a secondary approval process to make sure they can get all the rights and all that stuff, which with this one I think would be no problem because they already have the rights for Star Wars. Mm. Um, they actually already have a Dengar minifig out there um, for Nare's set. It comes with a Dengar minifig. That's right. Um, so the licensing wouldn't be an issue with this one. But I think it goes through kind of a, a secondary approval process, and then once it makes it through that, then they make sure the set is actually you know able to be made kind of um and so they make some adjustments based on you know the initial design that was submitted to them um and then yeah it hits the shelves and i think the the person that submitted the idea actually gets some a small percentage of all sales as well oh wow of that set so it's a really cool program they do and a lot of really creative sets have come out of there that's awesome so at the time of this recording there's 131 supporters, and it says that there's 355 days left to vote. So that's plenty of time. That's almost a year. <laughs> so definitely, uh, if it, it was so easy for me to create an account. I, I hadn't really used the site before, so it, it's free to make an account. It was less than five seconds to make it, and I went ahead and I voted. So it's that easy. So I, I highly recommend it. Cool. All right, so are we ready to do our episode review? Yes, I am, sir. <laughs> du- Duel of Destiny. This is episode 11, right? No, episode 12. Is it episode 12? It is episode 12. Episode That's 12. Right. And so that means we only have one episode left of Freemaker Adventures. Oh, that makes me so sad to think about. <laughs> <laughs> but this one uh, aired on August 22nd, and it was actually written by Bill and Bob, Bill Motts and Bob Roth. That's awesome. There's a Star Destroyer, and you you hear Palpatine talking, and he's asking, you know, what he's asking Vader, you know, what 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 do you think is on my list for Empire Day? Because Empire Day is coming up, and you know that's a big celebration. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, some of the things Darth Vader, you know, tries to guess are socks, uh, the the rebellion ending, <laughs> being crushed. And uh, the third one, he finally guesses right, and it's the Kyber Saber. That's what he wants, ultimately, for Empire Day as a gift. And, of course, Nare is listening to this conversation, and she's not happy about the fact that Rowan totally messed up her plans in the last episode. Yes, I think uh, Empire Day, I think that's funny that that keeps popping up. Um, I think that that was established in Rebels, right? I think so. Yeah, that's definitely something that was established in the show and in Star Wars Rebels. And and Ezra's birthday is actually Empire Day. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so Empire Day is, is, you know, it's a canon thing. Uh, I thought it was funny that they mentioned it here in Freemaker Adventures. And it it started out kind of odd with that conversation going back and forth. And I was like, okay, where is this going? And then you see that Nare is on the other end of this call where they're almost using this this back and forth between Vader and the Emperor for the Emperor to kind of rub it into her, like, you still have not gotten this thing that I've been asking you for, um, you know, which obviously sets off her temper and her red tattoos. Yes, yeah, and and unfortunately, uh, Grabala and his gang were there to witness that. <laughs> right, they're like the worst people to have around if yeah. you're, like, in a bad mood. You know, you have those friends that just don't know how to take things seriously, and you're like, just leave me alone. That's She's in this moment where... She's upset. She just wants to be alone. And then you have Kerbala, of all people, kind of talking over her shoulder. And it's just like, just leave me alone. Yeah. He's like, did I turn that frown upside oh, yeah, right. down? 
I'm like, no, you know, you did not succeed in that. <laughs> We're all going to laugh at the end of this, you know. <laughs> ha ha. Maybe yeah. a ho ho. Maybe we'll slip in a hee hee. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't having any of it, you know, so she ends up using the force to kind of get them away. Yeah. Which then, yeah. of course, causes uh, causes Grabala to fall on top of Raymond Bash. <laughs> And and then switching on from there, you have Cordy and Xander looking for Rowan. So they go to all the places that they've visited and that they've been to, including Naboo. So they ask a random uh, Gungan if they've seen their brother. And unfortunately, they get a no. And then they go to Bespin and they get ignored there. <laughs> and they go to Kashyyyk where they're still having this battle. <laughs> right. Which I found hilarious, and they even asked uh, the Trandoshans if they if they'd seen his brother. <laughs> and then finally, they go to Tatooine, where they meet up with a couple of Jawas. And it's funny; I was actually watching this episode in subtitles, and it said when the Jawas were talking, it said Jawais <laughs> in parentheses. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, I had no idea that it was called Jawais. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the battle on Kashyyyk, that is interesting to me just because of the timing of when all this is supposed to be happening oh, after Empire Strikes Back. Because we know in canon that Kashyyyk is, has been taken over by the Imperials by the time of um, the events of like the Aftermath series. Oh. Which happens you know, right after Return of the Jedi. That's right, yeah. So you have this a uh, few year I guess between the end of Empire Strikes Back probably and the end of Return of the Jedi, there's I think there's a couple years there maybe. Um, so, yeah, so I guess this maybe what we're seeing here is kind of the events that led up to the Empire taking over Kashyyyk. Can you imagine Mr. Bones meeting up with Roger? No. <laughs> no, that I, th- I do think it's funny that you have kind of, you have the Freemaker Adventures and you have, uh, you know, the Aftermath series with, similar characters you have one is much more um homicidal than the other one yes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah they... they're both using kind of the idea of these refurbished uh battle droids yeah yeah i can imagine roger trying to give him a plate of sand cookies and mr bones just tossing that plate aside yeah. we need a f- we need some fan art of that we do some fan art of those two kind of like maybe have Roger with his hand around, you know, his kind of arm around Mr. Bones. <laughs> He's holding his calf cup in his one hand. Oh, that'd be so sweet. Mr. Bones has his like wrist blade extended. <laughs> <laughs> and so after the Jawas end up stealing everything from Xander and Cordy, they have no choice but to head back to the wheel. Cause they think maybe if they go home, uh, Rowan will end up figuring out that that's the best thing to do would be to go home and become re- and reunite with his family. Right. They're like, like uh, Xander said, you know, if he goes home and we're not there, you know, it's probably better for us to go home and wait for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it, so they decide to head back. And unfortunately, the eyes and ears of Grabala, <laughs> as he had mentioned earlier, they hear that. They find that uh, Xander and Cordy don't have Rowan with them, and that somehow gets back to Yuppo, which then gets back to Grabala. Yeah, I thought it was funny they used the species that they used was the Kub. I think they're called Kubaz. Yes. Kubaz, yeah, yeah. That they used that, which is um, the same 
I believe in A New Hope, you have kind of that informant character that shows up that's of that same species. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool, probably a callback to that. Mm-hmm. And then we switch on over to Rowan, who's training in a cave. And Roger is there by the fire and he has his cables out and everything and it's because he they're using his memories to for Rowan to be able to study the Jedi of the past and their moves. Which I thought was pretty cool. You think that was a USB or firewire <laughs> or like what's <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the what kind of technology they were using there. <laughs> yeah, I guess they didn't have uh, like uh, mini discs yet, or or the the SD cards that no. you could just pop out. <laughs> oh, that was entertaining, though. And no, I never thought with... of that though. That they would be able to kind of tap into his memory and yeah. see. You know, I thought it was interesting the idea that he had been in the Battle of Geonosis, which I think he had already mentioned before that he had been there, but the fact that. Um, he had been taken out by a different Jedi and kind of, so he had to keep going through all these memories of being killed Yes, <laughs> to help train Rowan. And he was first slashed by Kit Fisto, who was using a defensive strategy. And that's one of the things that Rowan learns in addition to, you know, more offensive moves. Yeah. So we got to see Kit Fisto and then in an, I think Kit Fisto must've happened on a different planet. No, uh, yeah, that must have been a different event. Than Geonosis, because he wouldn't have been killed twice in the same battle. Yeah. <laughs> but they had uh, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Mace Windu. So now we've seen uh, all of these characters in somewhat of a cameo in, in the show, even though it was just through hologram. Right, right. And then at the same time, Nare is meditating, and they think that she's dead or <laughs> or something and Gravala says poker you know because we don't really know what's going on there and I love that one of them Ram and Bash they go you know she's Karata she's Karata she, she hasn't moved <laughs> <laughs> they almost said a smart word you know, know and then they're like nope can't not quite it's like they, it's, a, it's physically impossible for them to say so, something smart. Right. And, and then Nare uh, figures out uh, once Yopo deci- uh, tells them that information, she decides to head over to the wheel because she knows that she can use Cordy and Xander against Rowan. Right. Yeah, that's her plan. Head back to the wheel and, you know, maybe kind of get the information out of them. Yes. Yeah, through through interesting means, not through Vader's means, which is physically harming them. Right. We yeah. did we did get another appearance of Furlack. We did. That's which right. We haven't seen much of him. He kind of he popped in a little bit earlier on in the season, but he hasn't really been a main part of the show. No, and I expected him to be a bit more menacing about his money. <laughs> no, I guess he's just more of your typical kind of landlord. Yeah. You know. <laughs> bugging you for your money exactly um but they're cordy's just like yeah we'll pay you eventually but then nare and everybody show up and kind of break that up they do yeah he ends up running away and uh like i mentioned earlier she tries to use different means of approach in trying to uh hurt his siblings rowan's siblings so she ends up using the star scavenger against 
uh, Xander and she starts breaking it apart, which it wasn't hurting just Xander. It was hurting me as well. <laughs> yeah, I was the same way watching it. Having just built the thing. I know, us, right? You know, then I'm watching her tear it apart and I was like, oh no, not the star scavenger. I I was shocked because I mean I know we've seen it being you know destroyed before, but this one was like maliciously done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah her her whole plan here is to hurt them, but not physically like the way she mentioned the way Vader would do it. That's Vader style. Yeah. She wants yeah. to hurt them mentally. Yeah. You know, mess with things they care about. And um, and I love the way that she harms Cordy, and it's by using the money box. <laughs> yeah. The money box is poor. <laughs> it has no credits. <laughs> I love that. I love that line. The money box is poor. It's like my bank. My bank is poor. Right. <laughs> I have no money. She was lying, though. There was a little bit of money in there. There was. And I wonder, at first I thought whether it had been planted there uh, to make her think you know to uh, to hurt her more like oh there was actually money in there and i didn't know but yeah i think she might have forgotten that she had money in there or she was saving it up for something who knows what i think she knew there was money in there and she was kind of trying to misdirect like oh no there's no money you don't you know you can't hurt oh, me with that oh smart yeah that's and then true. and then she decide, she brings the box over and then she's like oh you do have you have money to burn you know literally <laughs> so she starts burning it but Which of course garala <laughs> garala he's the one <laughs> That was a funny part. He just, out of nowhere, he's like, ah! Yeah, that's right. It was hurting him more than Cordy. Um, and, he, and he's like, you know, I, I got to go get a salty snack. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody okay. want anything? Anybody want anything? <laughs> like, he, his voice is, like, cracking. It really affected him. I know. To see was, money was, wasted like that. It was hard for him to see that. A, tr- a true hut reaction to that. Yeah. And I'm glad that they didn't, like... Uh, passed by that they they used it because obviously a hut would be interested in in those credits <laughs> especially him for having you know he wants to have his resort <laughs> yeah he needs that he needs that down payment or that deposit yeah and and then back at the cave we uh i love that he's rowan's progressing and and whatnot and and rowan and roger says you're getting better and he does another couple of awesome moves before he feels something in the forest, something's happening to his siblings, so he ends up making a mistake. And Roger's like, I withdraw that last comment. (laughs) (laughs) Roger. You always know what to say, Roger. Yes. (laughs) It's a gift. (laughs) I love that. Um, And I like, yeah, I like the fact that he learned different moves from Obi-Wan and Anakin and uh, Mace Windu, who apparently gives you know uh, Roger goosebumps even to this day. <laughs> um, so, how long do you think that? Like, what time period do you think has passed here? I was kind of curious about what you thought because that's true, you yeah. have, you know, he went off to train, and then you have his family looking for him, and they're visiting a lot of different planets. And so, I'm thinking, should we think this is just a matter of days? Is this a matter of months? Like. I want to say it's just a week or so. Okay. I, at least in my opinion, that's how long it would be. Um, just because um, I feel like the the way that they went from planet to planet, it might have been just instant. Like, let's look at the places that we've been to before, and that might have just taken a few days. And then after a few days, they just decided to just head back home. So, yeah, I would say at most a week. Yeah, I think for me, the believability of it, 
um, as far as like training, him being able to increase his skills that much mm-hmm. made me want to think it was a longer period of time. That's true. It would have been cool for them to have indicated like a month later or something like that. <laughs> right. But kids that are watching the show don't care. They're just like, no. oh, yeah, he can become a Jedi master in a day. You know, nobody. But someone like me, you know, an older <laughs> person <laughs> that's nerdy enough to think about these things. I'm like, well, how did he gain those skills so quickly? He must have been there at least three months, four months. <laughs> It's funny because in the back of my mind, I was thinking, Aaron's going to bring up how much time. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's it. That's it right there. I knew it. <laughs> but I was not prepared for the answer because I'm like one of those kids where I'm like, oh, you know, time just passed. I don't yeah, know. How much I, time. It's a curse. It's a curse. <laughs> I wish I could turn it off. <laughs> And and so they decide, Rowan and Roger decide to head back home uh, and just to see what's going on with his brother and sister. And uh, he says, what's the point of saving the galaxy if the people you love aren't in it? Which I thought was a great line. Yeah, it is a great line. And I didn't think that much about it on the first watch. And then when I rewatched it and I was kind of taking notes and I typed that out. And I really started thinking about what that kind of the implications of that quote. Because it sounds like this really noble thing to say, but then it also it's kind of selfish as well. It really is, yeah. If you're thinking, and even the way the Jedi ideals are, where it's kind of like you know, attachment is a bad thing, and in this in this situation, it's very much his actions are being controlled by his attachment to his family. And so, what's the point of saving the galaxy if the people you love aren't in it? Well, that phrase that's very much something that I could see like an Anakin Skywalker saying, you yes. know, where he. He didn't care about what his actions did to hurt others. All he cared about was saving Padme. Right. And because of that, it ended up becoming very bad for the galaxy. So in this situation, it's kind of like, yeah, that's a it's a great thought, but at the same time, it's a dangerous thought as well. Yeah, it's like that saying, um, I forget the exact words, but you know, you sacrifice you you have to sacrifice one life for the good of the many. And in this case, it's the complete opposite. You know, he's sacrificing the many for the good of a few people who he cares about. And Anakin did was constantly doing that, right, in so, favor of Padme. Yeah. So I just thought I thought it was interesting the quote, um, kind of what that kind of indicates on the thought process of him. And he's very young and he's still kind of learning, but um, you know, hopefully it's not an indication of him being Anakin like. No, I hope not. <laughs> in the end. <laughs> it's like me and Ezra. I'm constantly debating with myself. I hope he doesn't become Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you have Xander. While this, while they're being tortured, eventually they they escape because Rowan arrives at the wheel and a fight breaks out. And I love that Rowan had used the lightsaber to... Uh, deflect a couple of blaster shots and released his brother and sister, which is pretty cool in my opinion. And and then I love that Xander said "move milkers" in reference to the bad guys, <laughs> right? <laughs> which I thought was neat because it was the first the first time we heard it was in Star Wars: The Force Awakens, so it was it was cool to have to have heard it in this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a, apparently it's a common phrase. Apparently, yeah, <laughs> like a <uh>, nerf herder. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have Rowan and Nare kind of in their lightsaber battle, but then while that's going on, Xander and Cordy, 
you know, they realize, hey, we know this, we know our garage or, you know, our area here better than anyone else. So they can kind of use the the things around them to help them gain, um, you know, gain footing in this battle against uh, Gerbala's thugs. Yeah, yeah. And I forget what Xander uses. It's some sort of uh, device that magnetizes or like um, right, yeah. pulls up magnet um, stuff that's magnetized. It's like and- almost like a crane. That's it like is, above almost. them, yeah. and then it's like magnetized, and so he he turns that on. So, so you have Ram and Bash <laughs> with their guns in their hands get pulled up to it. And I love that Gravala's like, "This is just an idea. I'm just throwing it out there. You could take it or leave it, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you could just let go of the just blasters. let go of the the blasters, yeah." <laughs> and I love that their response was, "Go into a battle without any weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Use your head, man." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love those two, and and then they end up at one point they end up falling, and they end up in the same position that they had ended up before, where Grabala's on top of them, <laughs> and he says, "Which one of you has keys in your pocket?" <laughs> 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 it's not their horns on their head that's hurting them; it's the keys no, in the pocket. Their keys. <laughs> yeah, I thought that Xander, because Xander used some sort of um, I don't even know. It, it's like, um, what is it? It's almost like an oxygen tank kind it of thing. It was an oxygen tank. Yeah, that's something like that. Yeah, and he, he made it so it kind of shot into Gorbala and then <laughs> took him around. But I thought, I was like, oh, that's kind of, ouch, that would hurt. <laughs> Get, catch that yeah. thing right in the stomach. Um, and then Cordy had uh, a thwarted, what's his name, Dengar, by uh, using a fan. <laughs> of oh, all yeah. His, yeah, his head wrap got caught up in the fan. Yep. <laughs> Oh, I love that. And um, then there's, it just comes down to just Rowan and Nare and their lightsaber battle. And he's you, he first used that defensive move that he saw Kit Fisto do. And then he moved on to some of the more uh, offensive moves, like the ones that he saw Obi-Wan and Anakin do. And I love that there was a one point where Nare noticed that and said, that's, that's Darth Vader's move. That's what he tends to do. And then Rowan says, well, I learned it from Anakin Skywalker, (laughs) who are essentially the same people. They're the same person. And yeah, nobody knows, but I I love that. The fact that that happened. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that as well. And I, and I guess at this point, you know, there's no reason why uh, Rowan would have known that. But uh, Nare, I guess, could have known that it's the same person, but it didn't seem like she knew either. No, yeah, it, it didn't give me the impression that she knew. And and she wants to know who taught him, who taught him all these things. And then <laughs> Ro, uh, Roger makes his, himself known, and he says, you know, I taught him. It was me. And he says that he's a bit of a veteran of the Clone Wars and that he saw lots of Jedi fight. And everything I see, I remember... Which, unfortunately, Nari yeah. uses to her advantage. You shouldn't have said that. No, yeah. you should have kept your big mouth shut, yeah. Roger. <laughs> yep, so... Oh, but this part was... Cra- I'm not crazy, but, like, I, I was shocked by it. Like, she just just chopped his head off. Just decapitated him. Yeah, and his body just fell to the, you know, knees first, and then the, his whole body fell over. I I was just like cho- uh, chopper. I said I was like Roger, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, not Roger. 
That's the beauty of droids. They can be killed and and uh, rebuilt. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so he's okay for now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still talking, so he seems he seems fine. He just needs to be reattached to his body at some point. Yeah, it would have been cool, though, if his body had still kept moving, sort of like an Attack of the Clones where the body was moving and, and um, C-3PO was talking. <laughs> oh, man. I hate that part in Attack oh, of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Confession. Yeah. <laughs> True confessions. Attack of the Clones. Uh, great movie, but did not like that part. Oh, okay. <laughs> such a drag. <laughs> and and then Nara ends up breaking the deal off with Grabala. So Grabala is totally let go from the original plan, which was that he would get some of the crystals, sell that to the emperor, and the emperor would give him money in exchange, and that's how he would be able to fund his resort. And that does not pan out. I mean, we all saw this coming, right? Oh, yeah. I saw this coming. I was like, Ramallah, I mean, you know, you're going to get stabbed in the back. <laughs> yeah, I never, yeah, I kind of wondered, I was like, yeah, there's no way that she's going to actually, you know, fulfill her deal. Like, how long is he going to stick with this? But, yeah, I guess it'll be interesting to see the fallout from that. Yeah, because... I was I was hoping that maybe this would motivate him to help the Freemakers. Maybe it will. Yeah. He definitely survived. You know, there was this there was a time where she's kind of lifting all the pieces in the air and ever, and he's lifting them up or she's lifting him up in the air. And, you know, he's kind of like, uh, oh, you know, like, let's not let's not, uh, you know, get out of hand here, you know. <laughs> You know, I said some things, you, you broke a deal, you know, but like we can talk through this. Like he's starting to panic yes. uh, once he's starting to see kind of her full powers. And I was for a second there, I'm like, man, is she going to like throw him out like into space? Is she going to crush him? Like, is there going to actually be some sort of a, a Lego, okay. a Lego death today? <laughs> uh, but no, she just kind of tossed him through the door. So they were fine. Yeah, they were fine. So, so he's still around. He's still alive. He's going to have you know, something against her. So as this progresses into the next episode and maybe even into the next season, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of shows up almost as uh, someone to help the Freemakers. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then Nare ends up, in addition to throwing him away with his gang, uh, she also uses the rest of the Lego pieces. And she, I, and I, I like that it... it went back to what Jack was saying about the Sith and how they like to destroy. And she said herself that she likes to destroy. Yeah, so I she, break things. Yeah, I, I break things. Yeah. And she ended up uh, using what was around her to crush uh, Rowan. And um, well, she used peace. She she tore up the Star Scavenger more. Oh, was it? Was yeah, it the Star she, Scavenger? I didn't yeah, realize she went that. back to the Star Scavenger and ripped it apart even more. Ugh. Which, was, which the first time she ripped off a couple pieces and you're like, okay, that doesn't look like it'd be too hard to fix. But <laughs> this time she really tears it apart to the point where it's like, wow, that's that's going to be something that is going to be interesting to see if they don't have that transportation. Right, kind of where yeah. The, how are they going to kind of go after her? They're going to need that Lego manual to put it back together. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty good at building stuff, so they might, who knows, it might just be as simple. They just go over there and put it back together. That's right. Um, but yeah. it did look like Rowan was kind of building something right at the end there. It did. Uh, so yeah. he may be making a cool, a cool new ship. And I like the fact that he didn't, like, he didn't beat himself up 
over what happened. Like he said, I'm not a Jedi. And he kind of looks like he's entering that state of mind. And and suddenly he sees something. He becomes optimistic again. And he says, but maybe that's the point. I'm not a Jedi. I'm not a Sith. I'm a Freemaker. And I know how we're going to beat Nare. And that's how he starts building stuff up. So I, I like that he didn't you know, continue wallowing in that state of mind. Yeah, he did start out. You know, I think the first thing he said is, I failed. Yes, I failed. And it's like, I failed. I'm not a Jedi. And so you're like, uh-oh, you know, Rowan's fallen back into that. But then, yeah, he quickly got out of it. And when he says, I know how we're going to beat Nare, and the Lego pieces start kind of swirling around him, and then it goes to credits. And I'm like, what? How? <laughs> like, I said out like out loud <laughs> as I'm watching. I'm like, how? How are you going to beat Nare? So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, what the plan is, it did look like he was starting to build something. Their ship is wrecked, so maybe it's uh, he's going to build a really cool ship, maybe? Maybe, yeah. I don't know what his plan is and what gave him the sudden inspiration of what how he can beat Nare, but I wonder I wonder if he did leave the, the crystal in that, in that planet, um, wherever that was. I wonder what planet that was, if we're familiar with it at all. He did leave it. Like um, they made it a point to show him set it down before he jumped into the ship with Roger. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. okay. Right by the fire, he just he kind of sets it down, and then um. they jump in the ship, which I thought was interesting. When he did that, I was like, oh wow! I would think he would have maybe put it kind of somewhere, hide it somewhere, or come back so he can uncover it. But he kind of just left it out there in the open, uh, mm-hmm. so any random person could have come by that cave and be like, oh cool, look at this crystal. <laughs> I wonder if Jack is going to make an appearance in the last episode or whether that's it for Jack until maybe hopefully next season. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of think no. I Mm -hmm. I think that they're really building this up to be kind of Rowan, you know, doing this on his own. Um, And I feel like Jack showing up would almost take away from Rowan's growth. That's true. Yeah. And if somebody has to come and kind of save the day. And steal the show. Right. So I doubt we'll see him. Um, but yeah, you never know. Mm. So but I'm excited, even though it's the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm worried, you know, about the. Hopefully, there is a second season. Um, I, it seems like the show is, you know, pretty popular. I know we really like it, but, um, you know, hopefully, it's it's been successful enough for Disney XD that they decide to do a second season because. There's a lot of potential with these characters. I need to see Rowan get his full-size legs. Yes, that'd be so cool. (laughs) (laughs) He's so short and stubby. Yeah, and and the next episode is called The Return of the Kyber Saber. So, man, I'm excited to see what happens there. Yeah, they're going to... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, and um, maybe next season they'll need a new mission. They, I hope so. If they end up getting rid of the Kyber Saber, it's like, all right, what's the what's the new mission? And who's yeah. is it still gonna be Nare that they're fighting against, or will there be other people introduced? Or some sort of new artifact, like maybe that's sort of their thing that they focus around something. Uh and then that's what the, their adventure focuses around. hmm Yeah. So I think that's about it for this episode. Yeah, I think so. So as usual, you can uh, find us on iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, if you have been listening to our show and you enjoy it, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes, leave us a nice five-star review. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Star Scavengers. 
We're on Twitter at Star Scavengers. You can shoot us an email. Be our first email, starscavengers at gmail.com. <laughs> Come on, last episode. Somebody. <laughs> send us an email. <laughs> yes, we want your emails and your overall thoughts on the first season of Freemaker Adventures. Yeah, do that. <laughs> and you can find all of our episodes at our website, www.starscavengers.com. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers. Makers.